0: This is Chris C., and this is the first edition, the very first episode of my new podcast, Corona Conversations. I am uh, blessed uh, to lead a spiritual community. Some people call me Pastor Chris. Um, Hopefully some people call me dad and friend. And one of the gifts of leading a community like Ecclesia, that's uh, beautiful, creative, filled with grace, um, radically generous, is uh, that I get to have friends all across the globe. And part of what we're experiencing right now in uh, in this pandemic is that all of us have kind of had our heads down. We've been trying to figure out how do we handle this, and how do we take care of our kids and get them home and where they need to be. And um, now we're going to take some time, though know, that we're hunkered down, to kind of look up and see what's happening with our friends. Um, how are they doing? And is it possible we might be able to help them? My my core belief, and this is at the heart of Christianity, is that. Um, is that if we focus on our own problems, we really struggle and we have our own problems to think about right now. Um, Everybody does, but we're at our best when we get beyond that, when we lift our head and we actually see, oh, my brother or sister, they have some different struggles. And actually I have some things that would be helpful for them and they have some things that would be helpful for me and we can get through this together. And so I'm gonna have a number of episodes where we're gonna talk with friends all across the United States, and truly all across the world. And uh, we're gonna be asking some questions about how do we stay connected in this time. And so we're gonna start with one of my dearest friends. We'll talk and I'll explain to you hopefully a bit about why he's not just a friend, he's a partner in ministry. He really is like a brother to me. He's actually a part of my family and we'll get into uh, why that is as we talk. Uh, He pastors, uh, my friend Marcelo Robles, he's the pastor of La Mision in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, I can just tell you right away, Buenos Aires is my second favorite city in the world. Jerusalem is uh, it's number one. The holy city, there's no place in the world like it. I dream of taking people there. I can't wait to get back there. Uh, but Buenos Aires, it's a close number two. It's amazing. It's got the, uh, what I tell people, it, it's got the energy and the creativity of a New York City, uh, all the artistry and the museums and Uh, musicals and theaters and the business energy of New York City. It's got the architecture of Paris, France. It's stunning architecture, Uh, but the best part are the people. It's got the familial Latino friendliness uh, that for a Houstonian, at least feels really like home to me. I love Buenos Aires. I love my friend Marcelo Robles and we're both hunkered down at different places. And I'm really grateful, Marcelo, that you would take time to join me today. And uh, let's catch up and find out what's going on and how are you doing. So tell me a little bit uh, about uh, what's happening with you and what's happening in Buenos Aires.
1: Thank you, Chris, for uh, your generosity about Buenos Aires. Uh, Definitely, uh, it's my favorite city in the world, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I I didn't even talk to you about the meat and the wine yet, right? You know that's my favorite part. So the people are my favorite, but the meat and the wine make you love the people so much more.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. well, um, I, 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 I would say that uh, because Argentina is so far away from uh, the rest of, of the world, we are in the, farther most, uh, in the farthest most uh, part of the world uh, in terms of the South. Um, the corona didn't get uh, here uh, early. Uh, we just had the first case late in February. And uh, we had the experience of Europe. Uh, especially of Italy, that uh, you know how to uh, how to cope and how the the virus would escalate uh, mm. if we would not uh, take uh, the necessary precautions. So the at first uh, we were trying to figure out uh, the government here what to do, and then we realized that we had forty percent of our population under the line of poverty, mm. and uh, if the the virus hits. Say like even like uh, in New York, you know, uh, yeah, uh, one city. Uh, if if it hits like that, we would not have enough healthcare, uh, you know, provision and a system to to assist all those uh, affected by the corona. So uh, the government really thought through and they decided that we would go on quarantine, uh, forced by the law. So mm-hmm. nobody can leave their home. By any any means, only just to get some groceries or, uh, or get uh, some uh, some pharmaceutical uh, drugs. Yeah. Uh, but the rest uh, of the people, the forty million people uh, in the country, have to stay at home. Uh, that's going to be through the thirty first of uh, March. But they said today that it's going to be even beyond that yeah. because uh, they made the calculations that the The virus, if it hits, it would affect 2 million people just like that Mm. uh, because of the conditions uh, where, you know, the conditions of of living that most of the people have. Uh, Just an example, uh, in in the shanty towns in in Buenos Aires, we have about 4 million people living in shanty towns. And uh, they live in, you know, very, very close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. the, the the sanitary uh it's it's very very uh, uh scarce and uh so anyway, anyway just to tell you that uh the the measures of of the government uh were were taken early on we think to to uh prevent from us going into an escalation too soon Good. and Good. so we would be able to moderate uh that
0: so in 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 buenos aires the density is very similar to new york right so you can feel this populations living on top of each other you mentioned the shanty towns um you know i've been there with you in the shanty towns with so many great friends so much of of a sense of community for for argentines uh all argentines and portenos in buenos aires especially uh, having mate together is a big part of it, right? So I'm assuming yes. uh, people are not having mate in the same way. Normally, you pass the mate and you share it together. Um, people are drinking from their own mate gourd. How's how's mate happening for people now?
1: Well, that's, that's you know, even at home. I have my daughter here. She says, Dad, we're going to drink matter, mate, but each one is going to have its own uh, gourd. So yeah. uh, we cannot um, share that. And I, 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 let me point to this. Uh, let me point this: that one of the reasons we had to go uh, through this kind of uh, uh, enforce enforcement by the government is that Argentines are social, socially oriented. Yeah. That we need to hug each other, kiss each other, and uh, and we need to go out, and it's part of the culture. Yeah. And uh, they they realized when they said, "Okay, it's going to be a quarantine." They, they advised uh, the population not to go out. Everybody was going out, and mm. and it wasn't. It was. I think it was even worse than. So the government really had to. And everybody's understanding now that this is serious. That this is going for real. And uh, anyway, so the, the the customs change a lot. I mean, I mean, how do you say that the yeah. the way we go about life?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, your your greetings a lot. I mean, he, even just in Argentina, all over Latin America, but especially in Argentina, right? There's no distance between people. I mean, you move close no when you talk. You move very close. Yes. You always kiss. Yes. You always embrace. So this yes. for for everyone is hard. Um, for yes, for some cultures, definitely. not as hard, but in in Argentina, it would just be brutal to uh, to not be it's, touching it's, people and talking it close is, to them. It is. Imagine in
1: the ch- in church, you know, I yeah. mean, when the. When you talk about the holy kiss in the, the scriptures, uh, it's metaphorical for some cultures. For us, it's literal. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about the holy kiss, we kiss each other. Yeah. And that's very Italian, very Argentine-like. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's it's been uh, very difficult in the past uh, few weeks to advise people not to kiss each other and not to touch each other, and that was that wasn't true christianity yeah know? yeah they were they were, they were doing and, and in many ways we understood their uh their you know their complaint in such you know a way to say that yeah. they needed to embrace and all that so but
0: it's so hard it's so hard yes it's so, very very so hard so for a lot of people marcelo they may not be keeping up as much i'm sure people know but um you know this is not this has not come at a time of of beauty and hope and prosperity for argentina right so we're we're at a place um uh, in the economy that's just really difficult already for people and then uh mm-hmm. you know so i mean when i first started going to argentina when i met you how many years has it been now um it's
1: about uh, it's been about 12 years brother
0: so my father-in-law mi- mi sueguro, is uh uh he was marcelo's seminary professor and i love may he rest in peace amen um yes sam yeah. uh-huh. uh sam's looking down on us for sure and this and he was always telling me oh when you meet Marcelo, you're going to be best of friends you know and he really he literally adopted Marcelo into the family i mean wrote him into the will he's a part of our family yes and uh and thank you he was always saying you know you're when you finally go go meet Marcelo. he told me from you know early early on in our relationship and friendship and then i went to visit you what what you it was the peso was uh, what 8 8 pesos to the dollar then something like that well, the, back when you came
1: uh 12 years ago yeah. it was 1 peso 1 peso is, uh, it was about 4 dollars i okay. mean 1 dollar 1 dollar was 4, four pesos.
0: pesos yeah 4 pesos yes 4 4 or 5 pesos so and today it's 80, 80 1 dollar is
1: 80 pe- 80, 80 pesos. pesos
0: so 12 years ago 1 dollar 4 12. pesos Today yes. it's eighty pesos. So yes. everybody, everyone, just imagine—you've uh, got a retirement account, and uh, and it it just you just watch it go down. On only because the currency has changed so drastically. So um, and it's continued to be exacerbated in recent uh, months and over the last year. It's been a hard year. Um, people in Argentina were really struggling, really, really struggling uh, when, uh, before this ever hit, uh, not to mention, um, Argentina, it's, it's a place of hospitality, right? So you guys, you've welcomed so many from Venezuela. Um, yes. we love your church and we're so grateful for La Mission. You received, uh, our dear sister, uh, that came in to get, uh, to get surgeries and treatment and you took great care of her, uh, working on her leg. We would have had her leg amputated if not for the the medical care system in Argentina and Marcelo's church. uh, Alexandra was just uh, so well-received and loved uh, by all of you. And you have many other Venezuelan people in the church. Tell us a little bit how how people are doing in general and maybe what it might be like for Venezuelans that are there that were already struggling to find work and have already left their homeland.
1: Yes. uh, Yes, what you said is uh, very... uh, uh, it's very true. We we've been struggling uh, the economy last year. We had fifty percent of inflation, mm. uh, and they predicted that this year two two thousand and twenty was going to be the the worst year in in the economy uh, for in the last twenty years. Mm. So I mean, on top of that, we got, we got Corona, <laughs> uh, so oh, so, oh. so you know uh, we had uh, about. 30% of the people laid off, uh, and of the active population, those that are supposed to be working, 30% are laid off and, and, uh, another percentage is working in the informal economy. So they live by the day they had to work every day to perceive the money. If they don't go out to the streets to work, they will not be able to perceive their, mm-hmm. their money. And so on top of that, uh, our brothers and sisters from Venezuela, they came in a difficult situation in the country, but they are so hard workers, you know, and all that. And the church is very committed to help. So we, we had them in the church and then uh, they lived with us literally. And then we found jobs for many of them and all that. But now the government, um, uh, putting these measures is that it means that many of them w- will be laid off, um, wow. because they are, um, they are, um, they, they just got jobs early, you know, and so they tend to leave in their, in the jobs, the people that have been the longest, um, and, uh, it's been very hard to cope with that and that uh, we had a few of them already laid off. Mm. And so we are trying to provide and find ways to, uh, keep them, uh, working or finding jobs for them or, or creating some, um, some financial, um some jobs to provide financially for them uh create some businesses or some micro enterprise projects and just creatively uh find ways to provide for them yeah it's been very hard very hard
0: so so for context for people that are listening when we think about all the inflation one of the unique opportunities for us right as um, north americans is that the, even though we're having some economic trouble here that we're unfamiliar with because of this virus and and some people are really struggling, and and we have a yes. lot of people in the service economy that can't work. Uh, but we're still uh, among the wealthiest in the world, and the dollar is really strong. So to give us a sense, Marcelo, like um, in Buenos Aires, what would it cost to go buy if I if I meet someone on the street who's hungry and I want to buy them a hamburger? How how much is a is a hamburger going to cost right now in, well, in Argentina?
1: Say say let's let's um, let's let's say. Uh, Let's say a pizza, a big pizza. Okay, a pizza, yeah. Uh, that, that, because that would be a uh, a big pizza would cost uh, about uh uh 3. dollars $3. $2 and a half. Big big pizza. So we can um, we could
0: really feed a family. That's interesting you say pizza because we uh, at Ecclesia this week we've uh, we've realized one of the most fun things to do is to we call it uh pizza bomb. Um so um so you know you just call the delivery service and you have them send a pizza to someone, and uh, and they don't know where it came from, and wow. uh, they're just getting That's pizzas awesome. right. So it would be really wow. fun in Argentina. We could pizza I could, bomb I could for you. I will pizza bomb you later today. I promise. I'm gonna find. <laughs> I'm gonna need to get my restaurant Spanish going and call. Uh, place in Palermo. I know the best pizza in the world in some ways. It's not only in Italy. It's the Italian influence. It's in Buenos Aires. The pastas and yes, the pizzas are, yes. are so good. Yes. Um, but, yes. but we could work together to, uh, to pizza bomb some people. So for $2.50, somewhat at Ecclesia, we could do something to bring a pizza uh, to someone. And groceries, if you were to buy uh, like, like some, a loaf of bread, some basics to get you by, what, what's that like in the store right now?
1: Well, right now is you can buy, uh, 50 cents or, uh, $1. You can buy uh, a loaf of bread, uh, easily. Um, the meat also is very expensive for us, but in dollars, uh, term, it's just amazing as you can buy for $5, you can buy, uh, two pounds of the best, uh, the best steak,
0: (laughs) the best steak in the world, no doubt. The first time I was there. I remember eating the steak, and I looked to Marcelo. I said, "What? Why? How did they do it?" Right? And uh, your mom, azucina was always so kind and loving to me. But I, I said, uh, "Azu, this is the best steak you know I've ever had." And uh, my Spanish was not so good, but I I remember her saying, "I said, how did they do it? How did they do it?" And she said, <laughs> uh, "She said, we let the cows eat grass." And uh, <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's brilliant. We have all this corn-fed beef in the U.S. And it's not just that you have the grass-fed beef everywhere, but you have you know, the asadors, our dear brother Ali. I can't wait to see him. Give him um, yes. my love. He's one of the great asadors yeah. uh, on the planet. He's an artist with meat, and he's also a pastor. Yes. He's a hard worker. He's yeah. one of the people that uh, is working day by day for his wages. So I knew when we talked about this, I wanted to share with you. Um, I, I, we have, it's just not a long term solution, but at least a small solution that Ecclesia would like to be able to send some money that maybe we could employ uh, some of the Venezuelan brothers and sisters. To make some food deliveries i know you have a lot of older people oh, in brother. buenos aires yes. and, and so maybe we yes. could hire them so we'd like to send you seven thousand dollars hours this week just to get oh, started brother. and oh, uh and wow. if i think about how many pizzas we could buy that makes it really exciting oh, and uh quite a few and, and and at Ecclesia that's one of the ways we just know we're gonna get through this is we're gonna be doing things together and uh and so when we give on the weekends even though we can't gather people are faithful they're giving as a part of their worship and and we can do some things like this together. So keep us in the loop and keep us reporting back uh, on how things uh, go and how you can share that so we can keep things moving. I think uh, we're feeling the same in Houston that you're feeling there. Like this is going to be uh, not just weeks, this is months. And, um, and we're going to try to figure out the best way to care for each other uh, in all then, of it. And I'm really glad um, we have technology and, and we I'm can more. pray together. We can be together. Maybe you could close us out with a prayer. I'd I'd be happy for you to pray in Spanish uh, okay, for brother. us, for okay. Ecclesia, for the world. And uh, then I may share a thought as we go.
1: Thank you, brother. Uh, thank you for your generosity, uh, Ecclesia. It's such a blessing to us to, to have you uh, as brothers and sisters with such a heart. Uh, it really touches our hearts. Mm. And uh, we cannot just say thank, thank enough to the Lord. And to you for being so willing to uh, to serve yeah, mm-hmm. in this part of the world. So I'll pray in Spanish. Amen. Uh, señor, gracias por este momento de comunión con mi hermano.
0: Sí, gracias,
1: señor. señor, porque tú nos permites en este tiempo, a pesar de las distancias, sentir la unidad que nos da tu Espíritu. Este Cristo que murió y resucitó y hoy está sentado en el trono. Aquel que gobierna todas las cosas, sí, sí, nos bien. une y nos llama a servir, y nos llama a ser uno en él. Amen. Pido tu bendición sobre este, esta comunión y esta unidad. Pido tu bendición sobre el Pastor Cris, sobre Crecía, sobre nuestros hermanos. Y te doy gracias por ello y por el trabajo que nos permites hacer en Argentina. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu sí. Santo.
0: Sí. Amén. Amén, amén. Amen. Gracias, hermano. Amen. Dios te bendiga. We're so so Muchas grateful gracias. for you and for the church. Please give Vicky, uh, your daughter, uh, my love, and uh, we'll stay connected and keep the conversation going. So, um,
1: thank you, brother.
0: Love you, brother. Thank and you very we'll, much. We'll talk love to you, you too, soon. brother. Okay, we'll thank talk to you, you very soon. Amen. Okay, brother. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for joining us to think through these things. Uh, I'm going to be inviting guests from New York and Seattle and. Uh, Zambia and we're just gonna be talking we're going to talk to friends in the Holy Land in Palestine and Israel and uh, we're gonna find out how how are things happening on the ground there what what's going on and how can we help it may be small um it may be a pizza bomb right i <laughs> I've enjoyed seeing a lot of people pizza bomb this week and just um uh, getting to share a small gift it really means something so uh until we're back together um it may be a while face to face, but we're going to learn some new ways to um, lean in and care for each other and love one another. And I'm grateful to be on the journey with you, people of Ecclesia, brothers and sisters and friends, all across the globe. Um, we're going to be gathering every weekend um, on uh, on our website ecclesiahouston.org/online on Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to be sharing those uh, simulcasting and com- conversing on Facebook live and and online at nine and 11 on Sunday mornings. And I want to encourage you to, to join us and to gather. And, um, and as we give, we're going to do our best to, um, uh, cover our bills and resources, but we're not turning inward in this time. We're not going to just focus on us. Um, we're going to continue to care for our brothers and sisters across the globe and to be generous. So even if we have less, we have so much more than so many of our friends, uh, in so many places. And, uh, this is going to keep us going in this season. So I look forward to you joining me on many occasions. We're going to keep up with the world in a way that you can't on the news and find out what's happening on the ground. So God bless you. Thanks for your time. I'll see you soon again for a Corona conversation.